the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Andy's sitting here next to me, and I'm talking real fast so we can get Gerald and Robert back on the air. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by <laughs> Air Park Auto Service. Nadine and Stacy opened Air Park Auto Service in 1985 at the Scotch, in the Scottsdale Air Park. They're located on Rain Tree, just east of Hayden, which is all just south of Bell. They're still family-owned and operated. Stacy passed away a few years ago, and Nadine has been running the show. And trust me when I tell you, you don't need to worry about somebody selling Nadine a story about a car repair that she hasn't heard before and doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. Air Park Auto is a state-of-the-art clean and green facility. They have the most latest diagnostic tools, and they service most makes and models of all kinds of vehicles and small trucks. So if you live in the Scottsdale area, from Fountain Hills to Shea Boulevard, from Shea Boulevard um, all the way to Carefree, or actually Scottsdale Road to Carefree, that big triangle there, that big quarter quadrant, from Scottsdale Road to Shea, all the way from Carefree to Fountain Hills, uh, Air Park Auto is the place I think you should have repair your car. Hey, Gerald, you got those uh, those tires? Are they all-terrain or all-season? They are not. Okay. Are they highway tread then? Well, they claim to be. Okay. Uh, All right. They look like they are. There, okay. There's a wide gap between each little shoe pad on, okay. the, on the tread. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. How many miles are on the truck? 57,000. It's, okay. it's a Hyundai Elantra sedan, not okay. a truck. Okay. And and what year is the Elantra? 2014. Okay. Okay. Well, Andy... Andy said brought up a good point. You can't undo cupping. And 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 I and I and I hate to to argue with the shop, especially when I've not seen your truck, but but here's my concerns. Um if a tire's gonna cup because of a bad shock, why would it only cup on the inside tire of the tire tread? Why wouldn't it cup from all the way the outside edge to the inside edge of the entire tread? That makes sense. And secondly, at 57,000 miles, I already wrote down that shock absorbers are typically, we usually do shocks between 80 and 125,000. If the shocks aren't leaking oil, which is a real good sign that the shock is bad, and if you're not cupping the entire tread portion of the tire, and if you wanted to verify that both shocks were bad, then you'd hop in the car and go down the freeway with your wife. And, and actually, you'd have to have two cars. Have your wife drive on the freeway at 75 miles an hour, and you get and have her be in the middle lane, and you pull up next to her on the right and look at the the right front tire, then go behind her and pull around. Sunday morning is a great time to do this. But you want to compare the bounce of the tire, the right front, with the bounce of the left front, or the left right front and right rear, because you're on that side of the car. So you're going to compare the bounces. If the front shocks are bad, the front one's going to be beaten up and down, and the back one's going to be smooth. 
but I think you'd be better served if you had somebody put that on an alignment rack because I'm probably pretty sure that you got a toe in or toe out problem or you've got a camber problem. And okay. both of those are adjustable, and, and, and you're probably going to get out of an alignment for probably $125. But if you're going to decide to do the shocks, just get a second opinion and a second price. And, and how often are you rotating your tires? Okay, I've recently rotated those tires. I've had a front-end alignment done, and I've uh, had uh, rebalancing also. I've had okay. everything done that can be done. All right. Well, when did you put the tires on? New? They were on the car. I bought the car used a year ago, and these were brand-new tires on the car. Okay. So how many? How old are the tires? How many miles are old are the tires? Uh, I think they were brand-new when I bought the used car at a dealership. I, I don't know for sure. Okay. Uh, I have put about uh, 13,000 miles on them in the past year. Okay. Well, you're supposed to rotate them every other oil change, so I don't know how that fits with whatever you've got. Um, but, you know, it's up to you. If you want to put a set of front shocks on there, here's the problem. What happens if the tires continue to cup? And what happens if you rotate them and put the cupped ones on the back and the back ones on the front? Now you've got a, a, a vibration in the back of the car that's created by the cupped tires that there's nothing you can do about. And right. you put the new tires on the front, and this guy puts on new struts or new shocks, and then all of a sudden you start cupping those tires, you're in a big world of hurt. So, um, you know, you, you can do what you want, but I've given you the menu. But thank you very much because i got to move on to Robert. Robert, thank you for holding as long as you have. What can I do for you, buddy? Hey, a four-door sedan, uh, uh, Acura, and uh, suddenly the passenger windows, the three passenger windows stopped working. And I did re replace, you know, I went to Google, did replace the master switch and the armrest on the driver's side. And that did nothing. And I did, of course, reset the put new battery in the clicker and all that kind of stuff. Um, and tried to reset the <clears throat> the clicker, but still nothing's operating. Okay, that that's called a key fob. The more appropriate thing yeah, is the key, call, fob. the key fob. Right. Okay, someone's. This isn't anything you're going to be able to fix. Okay. Um, we have to go in and and first of all. Did you try to run the, the windows up by the respective switches on each one of the three doors? Yes, none of them work. Okay. And, but, the, but the master switch is operating the drivers up and down. Correct. And okay. I can open and close the windows from the outside with the key, if that means anything. So you can open and close the windows outside with the key? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the... So you stick your key... In there, there's a lock assembly on the passenger door? No, only on the uh, driver's side. Okay, so when you stick your key on the driver's door, you can operate mm -hmm. the keys then? Yeah, I can operate the windows. Oh, the windows? And, and from lock, his key, lock from, the doors and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So from his key fob, he is able to roll down the passenger that's correct. windows that's correct. and all of that. Okay. I haven't. I haven't seen that yeah, before. That's that's completely foreign to me. You're telling me something I haven't seen in 37 years of car repair. Yeah, the I, fog, like it's one of the great things about being living in Arizona with this car. You, you come walking out, you know, from the store to your car, you can lower the windows from you know 30, 40 so feet away. So your key fob has a, a window button that mm -hmm. when you push the window button, it drops all four windows. Yep. Yep. Okay, then you're telling me something I've never heard before, but I believe you. But the idea is is that the motors are all working, 
and the command center is working, but something is not going from the master switch on by. The question is you need a wiring diagram because the signal more than likely goes from the master switch to some kind of a relay or controller where it's disseminated to the right window or the right door. Mm-hmm. So without that, um, uh, you know, I think I think in the email to you, I said, why don't you have somebody diagnose it, and then maybe you can do the repair yourself. But I can tell you right now, Google isn't going to help you on this because you're going to have a whole bunch of people you've never met before guessing with your money. And there's going to be a whole lot of junior technicians out there that are going to have an idea on how you can fix this. And we've been working on cars for a long time, and we've never fixed a car on Google, although I must admit that every once in a while we'll look. But the idea of fixing a car on Google and having somebody tell you, I read the forums on four-wheel drives and diesels and stuff like that, and I see all kinds of crazy fixes. I still think you are best served by mm-hmm. finding somebody who focuses on Acuras and, and Hondas and, mm-hmm. and take it to them and demonstrate your problem and ask them, what's the diagnostic charge? And I would imagine it's going to be 75 to 150. Mm-hmm. And there's a 50-50 chance this is a bad connection or a bad relay, so it's going to cost 125 to find it, and it's going to cost $30 to fix it. Gotcha. I, and here's why, because all the motors work on the other switch. Yeah. So yeah, I, don't sure. have to, I don't have to have a motor in my estimate. All righty. Well, Robert, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Ron, you're up next. How can we help you? Yeah, I got a 79 uh, Postal Jeep, and uh, I'm putting a um, newer motor in it, a 1982 six-cylinder. Anyway, I'm wondering uh, what kind of uh, emission problems am I going to have when I go to get this thing put together? Well, they're going to they're gonna rate you on emissions on, on the stock motor. And unless you go get a waiver, but the waiver's only good once, and you'll never title it in Arizona again. Uh-huh. So um, what are you taking out of it? It had a, a four-cylinder, um, I think it was a Audi motor or something. They were... They were pretty okay. bad. They didn't. They didn't hold up at all. All right. So you're taking a four-cylinder carbureted engine. Yes. Yes. And you're putting in a six-cylinder carbureted engine. Yes. And what years the six-cylinder carburetor? What bracket years does it come from? Eighty-two. Okay. Well, we're not in the fuel injection point, so it's a carbureted motor, right? Right. Okay. Right. So you aren't going to have any problem with emissions anyway. You just got a couple more cylinders than your four-cylinder. Okay. And, and if that motor's tweaked appropriately, I mean, you still have an HC, CO, NOx, and oxygen reading, and we're going to pass and fail you on HC and CO. HC is raw fuel, CO is unburnt fuel. So uh-huh. we're still going to be testing for those two. But I promise you, some of us old gray-haired guys, there's a lot of old gray-haired guys right now that are raising their hands said, I was born and raised in that air. Uh, I yeah. can fix that car. So, yeah. so if you fail CO, we got to trim out the fuel. If you fail CO at idle, it'll be the idle fuel mixture screws. If you fail CO at cruise, we're going to have to figure out why you're running so rich. Maybe we replace the rods, maybe we replace the jets, or maybe we do both. Okay. But somebody can, I, I can guarantee you there's a lot of gray-haired guys out there that are just chomping at the bit for something like that. But you have to go through first so you can fail so we can see what their readings are. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it's going to be NOx, HC, hydrocarbons, and carbon monoxide, CO, and those are going to be the ones you're looking at. Okay, so I, it doesn't matter if the old engine had a air pump on it or a catalytic converter or any of that I don't, stuff? I don't think the 79 had a catalytic converter, did it? Somebody, somebody very well could have put that on there when uh, I 
when I got the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm... The, the engine did have an air pump on it. Okay. Well, typically we did put an air pump in there to help feed air to the cat to light it so it could burn any excess fuel coming out of the tailpipe. Yeah. If, if that's the case, we can put a, a, a three-stage, call mate, call Rick over at Mesa Muffler if you need a catalytic converter. I don't know about the air pump. You may have to hang, but there's some electric air pumps that feed air into the exhaust, and then you put a cat on the back, and that's going to be some additional expense. But I'm thinking if you pass it the tailpipe, they're going to let you fly. I, I'm I'm wondering if you have a cat and it's working appropriately, then why they would demand the air pump, especially when you've upgraded the motor. But keep in mind that th they're dealing with this with hot rods every day. I saw yeah. a lady out in the car wash the other day. She says six six on her Trans Am on the hood, but she's got a five seven underneath the hood. Mm -hmm. So I mean they're dealing with them, and it should be kind of easy enough. But the real proof the pudding's going to be is whether the tailpipe emissions when you're done. And I can oh. I can almost promise you if that six cylinder's in good shape, you'll pass. Or, well, you'll have readings that we can adjust, I should say. Okay? Yeah. Okay, very good. Thanks. Okay. Good luck to you. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And uh, the lines are wide open. I think we've covered everybody that we tried to get on the first break. So thank you for your uh, patience, all of you guys. And the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. On behalf of Andy sitting next to me and Mark, we'll be back right after this. 960 The Patriots Decision 2016 page is full of unique content, like our polls page. Find the latest presidential, state, house, and approval polls from Reuters, Rasmussen, Fox News, and more. Ohio to North Carolina, find all the latest on the nav bar of our Decision 2016 page at 960thepatriot.com. Only at 960thepatriot.com. Check it out today. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. There is simply no better way to keep up with the fast-moving events happening in the Middle East that greatly affect the rest of the world. I have an interesting and informative guest on the show every Sunday. Please listen and spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. 
Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. Every child can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem. In the lines, we've got two lines available, 602-508-0960. And those of you with hot rod cars, there's a car and truck show next Saturday from 10 to 3 in Ahwatukee, which is 48th Street and Warner, just west. So it's actually 47th Street and Warner. You can come down the freeway from the north side, and you're going to be taking Interstate 10 east. You get off at Warner Road, turn right. And go down to 47th Street, and on your right-hand side is going to be the Hot Rod Show. Oh, they've got all kinds of stuff. They opened it up to all makes and models all years. they got trophies. they got a pancake breakfast. They have the proceeds all going towards the Wounded Warrior Project, which is a favorite of mine. So I'd like you to, if you're a Hot Rod guy and you show your cars in a car show, please attend the car, car and truck show next Saturday, 10 to 3 at the Ahwatukee Park. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair. Since 1970, they've been providing auto repair to the Mesa area. They have ASE certified technicians, and they're going to provide you with the highest level of automotive service. Brian and Thelma, owned and run um, Thompson's Auto Repair. You only need to shake the hand of either one of them to know why I am so excited about them because they are the salt of the earth they are the finest people in the auto repair industry and you only need to shake their hands and you can ask for brian or thelma they're on main street just east of stapley in mesa let's go to orlando orlando good morning to you how can i help you hi good morning thank you for taking my call i'm going to take you back a little bit in time i've got a 67 jeep commando with the 225 buick odd fire okay and what I have is a situation where it runs warm at highway speed and then it cools down at idle. And I have a litany uh, of things that I've done. No, no, I'm not interested in the litany of things. Let me ask you a couple questions. On the gauge, Orlando, where is it running? The needle, is it quarter, half, three-quarters, or in the red? It is uh, about three-quarters. Okay. Uh, if you want to think of it, it's got the word temp, and it runs on the on the right side of where the M 
neat in the middle. I agree with you. That's three-quarter. I want you to know that that engine will always run between half and three-quarters. However, what you, what you describe is commonly a radiator that's plugged up. And this is what happens. When you go fast, it's kind of like running a whole bunch of water through a small hose. Well, the water has so much pressure behind it and the radiator is restricted that the water goes through the radiator so fast it doesn't have time to drop off its heat. But once you slow the RPMs of the engine down and start doing city streets, you see the gauge come down virtually immediately because all of a sudden the water's kind of going through the radiator at a much slower rate because the RPMs of the engines are slower. And if okay. you want to verify that, get a temperature gun and get it up to the three-quarter mark and then gun the four quadrants of the radiator. Now let me ask you a question. Is it a side flow? Does it go left and right or is it a vertical flow to the tubes? run vertically or side to side? Uh, they, they run vertically and I have rotted it and flushed it twice uh, to, you know, take that part of the equation. And uh, the hoses are not collapsing. The heat gun showed 180 coming out of the top and it showed about a 25 degree drop on the bottom. I idle. Okay, so you, you've already had it rotted. So you, somebody pulled the tank off and rotted the whole thing, and that should have cost you $150, $175. That's correct. Okay. And so you've rotted it, and, and in the hot time when it's on the M, you got 180 coming out of the top, and you're losing about 20 degrees on the bottom. About 20, 25. Uh, okay. The, the heat gun was just jumping around a little All bit. Right. But Put a new temperature sender in it because obviously the temperature gauge isn't reflecting the actual temperature of the uh, of the Jeep. Yeah, I actually changed the, the temp sensor, and then I, I looked at the back of the temperature gauge looking for corrosion. There was no corrosion, and uh, so I verified that the, the gauge itself wasn't, you know, loose or any of that sort of thing. Okay. Um, I don't know what to tell you, Orlando. I mean, everything I've guessed you've already done. So, I mean, either you made a mistake or, or something like that. It's either you're overheating or you're not, and if you're overheating, you have classic signs of a radiator problem. Right. And then you're telling me you've gunned all quart with the quadrants and they're fine, but then you tell me it's 180 coming out of the top when the temperature gauge is on the M, and it doesn't match because 180 should be half or less. So so maybe take the temperature gauge and go down and buy a resistor from Radio Shack and uh, stick a resistor in there until the temperature gauge matches what your gauge is. I don't know what to tell you. I know. It's right. been a challenge. <laughs> Trust me, it's been a challenge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the only other thing you can do is get another temperature gauge and see if it matches that. Right. That, that's probably the only thing I have not accomplished. Uh, but I thought, well, let, let me get a second opinion here. Yeah. And well, as long <laughs> as you got, Orlando, as long as you got 180 to 210 coming out of that top hose, the gauge should be in the middle or less. That's the bottom line. 180 right. to 210, the gauge should be in the t in the middle of the gauge. Um, as long as you have that, then who cares what the gauge says on the on the gauge? If it says three quarters, so what? Like I said, if I were you, I'd go buy a resistor. I'd find that trigger on that sonar, or on that temperature center. I'd, I'd solder in a couple of resistors, and once I got to a half gauge with 180 coming out, boom, I'd be done. I wouldn't okay. buy a good gauge. Anyway, thank you, Orlando. Thank you very much. That's a that's a question I haven't had in a long time. But thank you very much for that. Pooh, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Yes, good morning, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Okay, so basically I have a couple issues on my call. I have a 2002 Cadillac SDS Seville. And the problem I had, everything we bought a car, 
we took her back to the Calat, non Calat on 15-3 on this part of town all the time. They couldn't do anything. The problem was is that when you go after 65 feet lemons, the car shopping, jumping. And we just, they couldn't do anything. So they changed the, they rotated the tie and we replaced the tie. It didn't do any good. So we've been driving the car like ever since 2002. We bought it. Brand new one, but, you know, brand new when we bought it from Lon Cali. Yeah. So I don't know what happened, but the people after 65 speed limit, the car is jumping, you know, it's just shaking. Okay. Are, are you are you feeling the shaking or vibration in the steering yes, wheel yes. or in the seat of your of the vehicle? Uh, steering wheel, ma'am. Okay, and it's at sixty five miles an hour. Is the steering wheels going up and down, or is the steering wheel going left and right? Um, it's a, it's, that's not really going left and right. It's kind of shaking. Uh, well, I I have to say is um, just back and forth, you know, right and left. Okay. That's, you know, that's the matter. As long as you go after. As soon as you pass 65 speed limit, you have issue. And you said you've had this issue before. You had the tires replaced, and you've had this issue before and after? Uh, Yes, ma'am. We bought it, like I said, ever since we bought a car, we had it. We took it back to London so many times. Yeah. Now we okay. Okay. Well, stop. Legal. Stop using the name, though. Stop using the name. We, 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 we don't. We don't do that here. Let me ask you a question. How many miles has it got on it right now? Right now, it's a sixty-six thousand mile. Okay, and whew, if she's got a side to side and it's only sixty-five and up, it has to be some play in that front end somewhere. Yeah. We got a loose idler arm. We got a loose tie rod end, or something like that. We could also have a tow out issue where those front tires are trying to figure out what it mm-hmm. is. Who's the best front end guy we've got in the center part of Phoenix? I'll tell you what. Take it over to Billy at Twenty uh, Fourth Street Auto. Twenty Fourth okay. Street Auto. Talk to Billy, and okay. and and take him for a ride, and ask him if he can fix it. He's an old drag drag uh, drag racer. Okay. And he's a very good guy. He's very knowledgeable. He's a master technician, and he lives in that area that evidently you've been patronizing shops at. So I think okay. Billy can figure that out because if I were the tech working on that, I'd be looking at the alignment. Mm-hmm. I would bring those front tires in just a little bit. I'd be looking at the front shock absorbers. H- have you had I- an alignment? Mm, I don't, honestly, I don't know. That. I think maybe my husband took the car in. This service, a lot of time, we have issue with the cars. Just okay. one thing after another. Okay. All right, we got to go. Hey, Poo, stay right there. We'll be right back. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart, your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too, do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. All about that demon automobile, the monster. Welcome back, everybody. Let me tell you real quick about uh, one of my one of the shops that we have on our best car repair shops list. By the way, it's available at MarkSalem.com, and then you click on the best car repair shops. It's available at MarkSalem.com. Kurtz Auto Repairs at I-17 and Bell Road Northeast Corner. Been around since 1987. He works on domestic import gas, diesel, ASE certified technicians. I-17 Bell, Northeast Corner. One of the commonalities of all the shops is, is we've been in business a long time. So when you look at Thompson's in 1970, and then you look at Kurtz in 1987, and then IMM is 1972, these are gray-haired guys that have been around the block. They're the kind of guys that are going to be able to fix the hard problem car. Hey, Pooh, um, I had one question for you. Are you still there? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Have you ridden, have taken a technician uh, for a ride with you to, you know, show them what's going on? Yes, we have. We've done it many times in the past. 
Okay. And uh, they thought maybe rotate a tie, balance a tie, and yes, we still have the same issue. Okay. Okay. And 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 it's exactly the same thing from start to finish. Okay. All right. I still think Billy is the best guy. 25th Street okay. Auto. Take it to him and insist he take a ride with you. He will anyway. Okay. And, um, and then let me know, Pooh, if he fixes it. Okay? Yeah, but since I'm on this, I'm, a part, I'm on uh, West Side Valley. So how, what's, um, this take I-17? Um, yes. Yes. You would take I-17 and he's on uh, 25th, or, or you could take the 51 North. And okay. do, you, do you see him up there? Oh, there it is. 25th. There it is. Twenty fifth Street and Indian School. So I would go okay. north on the on the fifty one, and then I would turn um, left on Indian School. Okay. Because the fifty one's right. like twentieth sure. Street. No, right on Indian School. You're going to okay. turn right on Indian School. Okay. Thanks, Pooh. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate uh-huh. it. You betcha. Bye bye. Jim, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, I'm an old guy with an old car. Just a couple quick questions here that should be easy. Okay. Uh, I've got an O2 Chevy Cavalier. 80,000 miles. Uh, I only drive, uh, you know, two, 3,000 miles a year, so I don't uh, use a car too much. But um, I've got an AC. Uh, I, the the uh, engine surges uh, when the AC is on, but only when the transmission is engaged. If I push it into neutral, uh, it calms down and, and no surge. But as soon as I put it into, into gear... Uh, it'll start surging, and it continue, and it, it will surge also when I'm cruising. Okay. I need to know if that compressor's running. So if you look at the front of the compressor, the nose, when the compressor is on, then one of the two um, aluminum lines out of the back of the compressor are going to be cold. The other's going to be hot. And the nose of the compressor, everything's going to be moving at the front of the compressor. The question I have that you can't answer is, is the surge caused by the air conditioning cycling on and off and if it's cycling on and off it's either low on refrigerant or the low pressure switch is bad it does cool well so i will say that okay so i want you and when when you're using the air conditioning are you like me high speed maximum recirculation uh no not necessarily uh, okay because the the blower motor on this thing on high speed, it's noisy, so okay. I, I always click it down a couple All right, so is it, and see, that's another thing. If you run it on one and two, and you get the car good and cold, we're going to cycle the the air conditioning compressor because you're freezing, freezing up the evaporator. So if you say it blows ice cold, that's that's a question. You know, what would be interesting is, is do you have a repair shop that you work with? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Where do you live? Um, 7th Avenue, Glendale Avenue. 7th and Glendale. Well, you're close to Kelly Clark at 12th Street in Glendale. Know where they are, yep. Okay. Um, I would ask them, this is a crazy thing, take a ride with them because I, I know that if I took a ride with you, I, I could tell you if the air conditioning compressor was cycling because it's low on refrigerant or you're icing the system up. You can determine if it's icing it up by just rolling your windows down but running on high speed and running on recirculation. If the surging goes away, by rolling the windows down, I'm not going to freeze you out of it. I'm not going to turn you into a big slab of meat, so to speak. But you're going to say, hey, it goes away. And then I say, go back the way you used to do it. And you go, okay, surging back. So that helps us a lot. And you're going to help in the diagnostic process, so you're going to save money. The the only other thing is, is that's a fuel-injected Cavalier, is it not? Yes. Okay. There are two idle controls on that, and we need to synchronize those. And the fact that the air conditioning is the, the trigger for this problem, yes? 
Okay. Yeah. Then we need to do we need to verify that we are appropriately set for the air conditioning compressor. Usually we want to kick your RPM up just a little bit when we turn on the compressor because we're going to lose that much. So if we kick it up 100, then we lost 100. So if we want you to idle 600 and drive and you turn your air on, it's going to drop to 5. We want to bring you back to 6. Those are pretty easy things for Kelly Clark to handle. All right. All right. Two other quick, quick things here. Um, you know what? I'm going to put you on hold. All right. I'll be because I got, I go to, and David, you stay there too because you're right after um, Jim. We'll be back in two and a half minutes. I'm Mark Salem. If you like to join us, we're still going to have time for you. 602-508-0960. Andy and I will help you out the best we can. We'll be right back. The long, sometimes bloody battle is coming to an end. You could put half of Trump's supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. She has tremendous hate in her heart. Can Hillary Clinton hold off Donald Trump to become the first female president in our nation's history? Or will we see Trump upset the apple cart on his way to a win? And what about our issues and elections closer to home? We'll find out Tuesday. Coverage begins at 1 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Hello, folks. This is Ron Saga, owner of Guns Etc. As I have stated before, we all know the Democratic nominee's position on firearms and what she'll do to the firearm industry if elected. So this Saturday, November 5th, we're having the once-a-year, one-day-only Guns Etc. anniversary event so you can stock up on what you need in case the election doesn't go well. And you can do it at prices that will be far lower than any other time during the year. There'll be giveaways with no purchase Necessary on Mossberg, Springfield Armory, Sig Sauer, and Benelli. You get a free box of ammo with every gun purchase. Buy two boxes of ammo, get one free. There'll be one-day-only savings on cleaning supplies, holsters, eye and ear protection, safes, and ammo. You name it. We'll have drawings every 30 minutes with huge prizes. There'll be manufacturers experts on site. That's this Saturday, November 5th, for Guns Etc. one-day-only anniversary event. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. 
Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold. Mold can trigger asthma in kids young and old. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold in your house. This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Uh, let me tell you real quick about I- IMM Auto Service, who's been in business since 1972. IMM is in the northeast portion of Tempe, south of the 202, just west of the 101. Why are they special? It's because they've been around since 1972 under the same management, David. David Enriquez has owned and operated IMM Auto Service. He works on domestics and foreigns, but here's what he does. If you've got a Chevrolet and a Fiat in your garage, you need to use IMM Auto Service. If you've got a Chevrolet or a Ford and you've got a Saab, a Fiat, or an Alfa Romeo, he can work on both of those. He's one of the few shops that really takes what I call the ugly cars and matches them up with the easier cars to work on. So that's why IMM is a good shop for you to do if you have one of those very tough cars as well as the one very popular ones. He can do both. So he oftentimes says, no matter what you got in your garage, I can fix. And he's telling the truth. So that's IMM Auto Service. It's in the northeast portion of Tempe, south of the 202, west of the 101. Let's go back to Jim. Jim, you had a second question. Yes, sir. Just real quickly, there's two other issues here, and they're both simple, I think. Uh, Okay. uh, Getting uh, this thing needs front brakes, and uh, what do you, do you recommend getting uh, the brake system flushed out uh, ever? I, I do. Um, how many miles are on that? Uh, uh, Eighty thousand. Yeah. Um. Gosh, it's it's been fourteen years, and brake fluid's hydroscopic, which means that it attacks moisture. Right. Um. If you're going to do the brakes, now let me tell you something. We're going to flush the system the very best we can, but we cannot get the solid material at the bottom of the wheel cylinders and the calipers. So we're going to flush out what's going to look like a very dark iced tea, but within a short period of time, you're going to have a very lightly brown, well-diluted iced tea. That doesn't mean we didn't do a good job. That just means that we're starting to color up the brake fluid with using the solids that are sitting on the, that. So the answer to your question, yes, I think it's time after 14 years. Okay, very well. And last question real quick. Uh, uh, the uh, the warning system uh, went off all by itself. No, nobody was in the car. Nobody was near the car. And the horn started beeping, beep, beep. And uh, <clears throat> the last thing in the world I want to have happen is tap that in the middle of the night. So I pulled the fuse on the horn. I'd like to have my horn back, but I can't live without it. What, what, is this a serious issue? Almost always, is there any distortion on the vinyl cover of your steering wheel? No. Okay. <laughs> this is a tough one because there's not much you can do. You have to guess or you have to do exactly what you did. You have to disable the horn or you have to guess. It's, I would replace the relay because that's the cheapest guy to go after. But in reality, the horn pad 
is more likely than not to be your your concern. And I'll bet you find that it's temperature sensitive. So we go from a real hot day to a cold night or vice versa, you may have the problem. So So I've had Kelly uh, uh, consider the relay and just take a chance at Take, I, I would never know that that corrected it until it went, happened again. Well, if you want to spend more money, bring it over to my shop, and I'm going to wire a red light to the inside of the dash and take the horn apart. So I'm going to give you a toggle switch, and at nighttime, you oh, can yeah. flip it up, yeah. and we'll turn on the red light, which will scare any burglars mm-hmm. away. Or if you want a horn, you go down. But yeah. I think as you use this, I think you'll be okay because... Well, then again, it's always temperature, almost always temperature sensitive. So, you know, what I would do if I were you if, is if you're really worried about that, then why don't we put the horn on a toggle switch so you can flip it up like a light switch when you're driving around. And when you get home, you flip it down and who cares? You can do that. Okay. Anybody can do that. All right. Any, anybody. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Mark, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Dan, you're up next. How can I help you today? Hey, hi. Thanks for taking my call. A couple of quick questions for you. Took my car to the dealership, and uh, they were looking. There's a leak in the radiator. I should say uh, a. Uh, back what they're saying here. Hey Dan, I need you to come off Bluetooth or whatever you're on, and just talk into the phone because I'm having a tough and time. Also, uh, that's you know like a thousand dollars worth of stuff, and I'm concerned that if they, I think the water the water pump is probably kind of fairly sure. But on the other one, if they open up um, um, a transmission and try to fix the leak, are you going to find other things? Is this because you know, they're just they're really just diagnosing by by um, by you know like by by fluids, right? So I'm just not sure what I will be getting. If I, if I, need to, I need to know the symptoms. Telling me what they're telling you to do doesn't help me. What have you got? Have you got transmission fluid in the cooling system? You got coolant in the transmission fluid? What have you got? No, no. They say that the transmission fluid is slowly leaking, but we don't see anything under the. We just have to take their word for it that they're seeing kind of like a residual of, of transmission fluid underneath the car, but they don't see. You know, it's not like it's. All right, it's like, I got you. I got you. What you're saying is, is they said they've got. They want to fix. They want you to authorize the repair for a transmission leak, and you're saying I got nothing on the ground. Is that a right. synopsis? Yeah, All right. No, you, you don't. You don't fix it. You don't fix it. R- oh. Really and truly, what happens is a technician may have maybe his wife flew to Jamaica without him and he needs some more money so he looks underneath your car and he sees a little wetness around the input seal so he writes it up for an input seal or he writes it up for a pan gasket or he writes it up for whatever and that service writer doesn't know anything so they call you and say we need to sell it your answer is very appropriate and very correct I don't see anything on the floor, and until I see something on the floor, I want to pass on that repair. Would you please write it on there and then just kind of sign your name to it? Because here's the deal. If somebody is playing with you, they aren't going to write it down on the work order, and they're not going to sign their name. And that goes for independent shops, chain stores, um, and repair shops like mine, independent shops and dealerships. So if you don't have a leak on the ground and they say you need a leak, you got two choices, three choices. Say yes, go ahead and fix it. Say, put it back up on the rack, I want to see it. Or say, I don't have a leak because I don't see anything at home. But your transmission is going to hold 12 to 15 quarts of oil. And trust me, if you dump a quart of oil on the ground, that'll be eight feet long, and you'll know yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I, Thank I would you just, so much. Yeah, ask, I mean, you can decline the repairs, but just say, hey, I want to see what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and have you know, them show you so that can, you know, instill trust in them. 
and, and, and at our shop. I'm talking to Andy now. So, so somebody says, I've never had the leak. We put it on the rack. The shop foreman's involved. You're involved. Alan, your brother, my son is mm-hmm. involved. If I'm here, I'm involved. Your mother's involved. What's going to happen when we don't see a leak? It ain't going to be pretty. Yeah. And I think the only, there are times where we do have, customers do have leaks and they don't see them on the ground. And they say, we call them and say, hey, you've got this oil leak because they have a splash shield underneath the car that catches all the oil so they don't see it on the ground. That's one of the possibilities. Another one I had not too long ago was, is it was only leaking when it was moving. Yes. So it's. And then you look at the back of the car, and mm-hmm. underneath the back of the car, we've got wetness, but we don't have any drips coming off the exhaust and the floorboards and the rear axle and so forth and yeah. so on. So there is possibilities, but that's cleared up when you say, put it on the rack and let's take a look at it together. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so right. I would say definitely just ask them to show you any issues that they're recommending. All righty. Thank you. very. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. Chad, you're up. How can we help you? Yes. Thank you for taking my call. I've got a 94 Toyota 4Runner. Um, I'm trying to get it back and up and running. Uh, I had it sitting for about two and a half years now and I forgot about it, but I, before I had it sitting, the power brake booster had gone. Okay. It's the brake pedal had gotten hard on me. Okay. So I figured I had already replaced it probably six years ago from what I thought was original. So I have an aftermarket one that, that went bad on me. Okay. So I figured it was that again. And I'm, it still might be, but um, so I happened to just, I found a guy parting out his his truck, and I, I got a brake booster from him and threw it in there, and it worked for me for about a day, and it hardened up again. Okay. I would have, if you'd have called me first, I would have said to you, at idle, I want you to pull the vacuum line off the okay. booster. And I want you to get a vacuum gauge in there for ten dollars. Okay. And I want to see sixteen inches of vacuum on that hose. Okay. And I want you to stretch the gauge into the compartment and and monitor the vacuum and I want you to drive it and apply the brakes, drive it and apply the brakes. Now, I've taken the booster okay. completely out of the circuit, but I want to make sure that the supply of vacuum is appropriate. Right. There has been a lot of boosters that have been replaced because the port on the motor that feeds that line, that sucks on that line that goes to the power brake booster, because that's a vacuum circuit. Right. I want you to picture the port to be the size of a quarter, but it's plugged with carbon, which leaves you a hole that's about the size of three toothpicks. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, all of a sudden, we have a substandard vacuum flow to the booster, and guess what happens? The first application is good, but everything after that in quick succession is no good, because you just used up all the vacuum. Gotcha. Now, another thing is when you pull the master cylinder off of the booster, you better make doggone sure the back of that master is good and dry. Uh, there could be some wetness, but there can't be any dripping. Right, not a now, lot of fluid. Right, because if we put brake fluid inside the booster, you know it's a big rubber diaphragm. And if you don't know what brake fluid does to rubber, <laughs> it causes that to swell about three times the normal size. Right, right. So uh, a, a master cylinder that's leaking into the booster is going to cause the, the rock-hard pedal. A substandard vacuum supply is going to cause a, a, a... Now, here's another thing. You put the, the gauge on that port uh-huh. at idle at 16. Then you go, whoppa! Uh-huh. And you stab that throttle to the ground. The gauge will go zero, and then it boom goes right back to sixteen. Okay. And then you know the port is good, and you know the vacuum supply the vacuum is good. Vacuum is, is sufficient. Yeah, okay. but if you got ten pounds of vacuum, 
or 10 inches of vacuum, then your exhaust is plugged or your timing is retarded. Oh, okay. Okay, so okay that's, try those first. I, thank you very much. You're more than welcome. All right. All righty. Brake booster, hard pedal. Hard pedal. We write this down. On the so forerunner. If you call me. Yeah, I got the forerunner. Okay, I know it's a '94 Ford Runner. If you want to do this, then just hop around <laughs> over here. <laughs> just double checking. Oh no, I, I appreciate the help. Okay, uh, Gil, you got anybody else? All righty. You know, we've talked a lot about customers taking care of themselves, mm -hmm. and and I don't think that we share with them enough about how important it is to get a second estimate. I'll tell you one of the things that bothers me the most. You know that we can beat most big box um, estimates by 10%. Mm -hmm. Yet I was at a social function the other day and somebody said, oh, I've only been to your shop once, but I think you're really expensive. That's hard for me to swallow. Mm -hmm. What I say to them is, is our average labor rate at 45 shops in our area is what? 121. And what are we at? 118. Okay, so we're $3 under the average. Mm -hmm. We're all working off the same book. Yeah. We're all working off the same book. Then he said something interesting. He says, you only have to look at your shop to know that you're expensive. And and that bothers you, but how do you overcome that? Yeah. Do you say to them, I paid my shop up three years ago. I don't have the debt service. Mm-hmm. All the new dealers that have just recently opened up have a huge debt service. If our debt service for, for 20 years was $15,000 a month, can you imagine what that new Mercedes dealership out in Chandler and oh, Gilbert man. costs a month? No. Or that new Porsche one or Henry Brown or Tex Earnhardt? They're all the same. Yeah. There's millions of dollars on those. Yeah. So it's important for you to bid apples for apples. I want to know how much I have to write my check for for a brake booster on my 94 Forerunner. Yeah. I want to know the diagnostic procedure. I want to know the booster, the labor to install the booster, if there's any ancillary stuff like fluids or whatever. And I want to know how much do I have to write my check before I leave my house. And I think, too, if people, if you're getting an estimate from one shop that's $400 difference than another shop, then... There's Something is not right. I <laughs> mean, there is a difference somewhere, so you got to track that down. And the hard part, though, is is you can't just call a shop that you've never been at before and expect them to drop what they're doing and work on your estimate because a lot of times we have to have the car in front of us. Mm -hmm. We need the VIN number. We need to know what motor you have in there. We need to know if your front rotors are 10-inch or 12-inch or 8-inch. So we have lots of questions. You are far better off to transport your car to the shop and say to them, I've been told of this, would you give me an estimate and I'm willing to wait in your lobby for 30 minutes. Yeah. But uh, Andy, because of the radio show, you know, we could hire four full-time estimators and keep them busy five days a week. Yeah. We get lots of calls and we tell everybody the same, bring your car, let us see the symptoms, let us agree on the repair, and then you hang on to your estimate We'll copy it without the numbers on it. We'll fill in our numbers so our estimates are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. If they don't have shop supplies, environmental charges, and sales tax, then we won't either. Yeah. If they're having hard parts and hard labor and they don't give the rest of those, we'll do the same. Yeah. But we'll give you a total anyway. Yeah. So get my blood pressure all up and everything like that oh, when you man, come here. Oh, man, what I'll a way to end what. it. <laughs> Nevertheless... 
Let me tell you, my email is mark at marksalem.com. If you have any questions, you can always email me. And if you leave me your phone number and give me hours that those are good, I'll call you from my block cell phone. So it'll come through as a private number, but it'll be me. And if you're not there, I'll leave a message so that you know it was me. So again, mark at marksalem.com. I answer questions pretty much every day of my life. Until next week, wear your seatbelt. God bless you. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.